Hello, and welcome to Used Up Pens, a podcast presented by Drawings by Trent. We have a special guest all the way from South Africa today. The Used Up Pens crew talks with Antoinette and Clayton from Clayton's Designs. The crew chats about Clayton's artistic endeavors and how his mother, Antoinette, has supported him through the years. This will be a two-part episode, so make sure to catch the second part in a couple weeks. For now, please enjoy. Here's your host, Tristan Moore. Hey everyone, welcome to the Used Up Pens podcast. I'm your host, Tristan, and we have my parents here per usual. Hello. Hello. Andrew and Corey. And we have some special guests over Zoom. They are in South Africa right now. We have Antoinette and Clayton. You can say hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Yeah, we're so happy to have you guys. Can you explain, Mom, how you how you guys found each other, I guess? Sure. I actually have followed Clayton's Designs on Facebook for quite a while and thought it was really cool and to see another artist, you know, someone with talent like Trent and who uses it in a different way and uses color and just he's very, very talented and you develop products that are different than the products we develop. And so it's just, it was just really fun to see your account. And I think I reached out to you about asking if you wanted to be on the podcast and so, yeah, and, and of course, we like to connect with other parents with children on the spectrum. Yeah. Did you guys... That's fun. We have our animals with us. Shana, <laughs> she's scratching, wanting to come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know of Drawings by Trent before mom reached out about being on the podcast? I did. Yes, we did. I actually, I can't remember how it happened. I think, it, no, it was definitely on Facebook as well. I think I saw a video or something and I followed and uh, we were just so inspired by Trent and, you know, and and, and kind of felt uh, less alone when we saw all the videos you guys started to post about things you guys are going through as well. I think I remember now I posted a comment on one of your videos and then you... Yeah messaged me and that's kind of how we started the conversation yes in fact Corey did a video about something about someone that that made a comment about what you guys are doing for mm. trends and uh, watching the video i've got so emotional because i myself went through some you know people you know saying stuff that's really inappropriate and and in that moment when i watched the video i felt wow i'm not alone i'm not <laughs> the only one going through certain stuff I commented on that, Andrea, you then messaged me from that video, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And Clayton, how old are you? I'm 13. One, oh, five. One, you're 15. Oh, He's 15. Oops, I keep on mixing up those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> 15, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Ten, Trent's 10 years older than you. That's yeah. funny. And you've done so much in your young oh, life. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's done so much. He started basically the whole things with him, you know, getting noticed started at twelve, and it started with COVID. Um, oh. Yeah. COVID wow. started Clarence's journey actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. How how did that start? And and what kind of art do you do? The type of art that I do is freelance art or character illustrations and background illustrations is the main focus I love doing. But the other thing I do for the clothing line is doodles. Doodles are an entire collage of 
different characters and items coming together. And with the illustrations I do, like character illustrations, background illustrations, I do that for the fun of it. We sometimes use it for canvases and promoting clan designs and just posting it on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, but you also do um, custom sneakers that you hand paint. And And also paintings. I'm going to be working on a project, working on a really big painting, I think, on Monday. So, yeah. Cool. That's exciting. I just saw uh, some recent videos you guys did where, Clayton, you were painting on a surfboard. Yes, correct. Yeah, that was really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that took me about a week to do. Including yeah. load shedding, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, because what he does, he will start painting, and then with mom's hair dry, he will dry it, and then he paints and dry. And it takes he's... hours to dry without a hair dryer. It's oh yeah, painful painting yeah. with no hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> it takes hours just to do two characters, like an entire day just to do two characters. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. So was that a custom? custom piece that you did for someone or do you like surfboards or was a skateboard or surfboard surfboard yeah surfboard. was it your surfboard um, was it oh, your surfboard? Is my surfboard and it's a long story how i got it and a really <laughs> funny one at that but yes it's my surfboard and i decided to do a cool painting on it i first started sanding it down to get off the wax and then i started painting on it so yeah, it was custom designed for me because I've had it for a very long time and I've kind of been putting off the idea of painting it until I had the proper art supplies and tools and proper experience and I started painting uh, it. Sorry, with the surfboard, did then after you paint it, do you wax it again? Like we know nothing about, we live in Kansas in the middle of the United States, nowhere near <laughs> uh, water. <laughs> um, wax and paint do not agree with each other. Oh. There was still wax on it and when I put acrylic paints, the thing didn't want to stick so the problem is you mm. can't put wax on it otherwise it'll tear off the paint because you, oh. the thing you have to do is kind of clear varnish i haven't done it yeah. yet because there's no reason i should clear varnish it yet so clam is no surfer no nope. oh, nice. yeah. no he's not a surfer ever since the incident my mom never lets me surf <laughs> yeah, mm. no, there was another incident <laughs> and um, that's how i got the surfboard so it's for his studio but it was just a practice run to see if he can do it you know and how mm. long it's going to take and uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it's, it was basically a practice run, and now and for the fun of it, and for the fun of it, and now it's part of his collection in his studio. That's a very nice. cool decorative piece to have in yeah. your studio. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, very cool. Okay, let's move on. We'll go kind of back to before we were recorded or ready. Um, we heard a little bit about Clayton's diagnosis, but can we kind of hear that and some more if you're okay with that? No, hundred percent. Clayton is 15 now. He was yeah. diagnosed at six with Asperger's syndrome. And uh, that was so scary for me because, you know, what happened there was six months of OT and then I saw a neuropsychiatrist and she gave me a prescription and told me to come back in a year's time. <laughs> no information. No, nothing, nothing. I, I mean, I haven't heard about autism until that day. So I got mm-hmm. home, immediately started Googling it, and oh, my goodness, I got so confused. And I was <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it was just the scariest time of my life. And what really was my saving grace, I think, for Clarence Asshole, when I went to the pharmacy with the script, the pharmacist told me, listen, I'm going to do something that I should not do. 
I'm going to give you the little pamphlet Gaham reads, and if you still want to give your son. So, long story short, that she prescribed brain suppressants for my son for, for kids with severe autism, uh, epilepsy. 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 Mm. And that's, that, it was that day at the age of six that I decided I'm going to do everything that Google tells me, but just the opposite for Clayton. <laughs> Yo, we walked this journey with. Where I literally, you know, I taught Clayton to live with autism and to accept what you can't do and, and you know, concentrate on what you can do because Clayton can't read and write for one. He will never be able to read and write. Yeah. And in school, they pushed him so much. I mean, there were so many times that I got to school where Clayton was sitting outside of a classroom the whole day because the mm-hmm. teachers... I did, but most of the school well, day. most of the school day. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't deal with him. They didn't know how to. So, yeah, it was just crazy. It was just crazy where we were, well, I was put in a situation that I knew nothing about and told, have a nice life. Mm. So did he yeah, have good. seizures? No, he hasn't, no. And they gave him <laughs> a prescription for epilepsy. Yes, wow. because at night he was tossing and turning all the time. And my yeah. main concern was, Clarence's body doesn't rest. That was the one, the only concern I really had with regards to, and obviously, you know, here I had sensitivity. I couldn't, I still I can't touch him. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, I, <laughs> I, you know, my, my heart, and he, you know, he noises, and, you know, all the food sensitivity, all the, 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 the things that yep. typical autistic kids have. But the, the script, I don't know, I, you know, I, I, I stopped wasting time trying to figure out why, you know, this happened because I just decided... The only person that can tell me and really help me understand what's going on with him is my son. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we just took such a different journey. I stopped listening to people that can't even spell autism. <laughs> <laughs> and I did what I felt in my mom, in my heart, what is good for Clayton, and, and I listened to him. Yeah. And I stopped yeah. trying to fix my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, very cool. That's a very cool story. Did you have anything you wanted to add, Clayton? Hmm. Tell me what a cool mom you have. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Aww, that's so sweet. So, Clayton, you don't like to be touched, is that right? I hate it. Really? I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a, so Trent likes extreme touch. He wants to be squeezed oh, I'm, and... I'm so jealous of you guys. <laughs> well, sometimes it's a little rough. <laughs> yeah. It's so different, though, because, I mean, I'm assuming, Clayton, you can express how you feel or pain or things like that to your mom. Yeah. And of course, Not really emotions. Not emotions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm upset about something, I'll just say it straight up normally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah. express emotions. Um, Only when I laugh, but yeah, yeah that's, um, and he he can't he can't grasp my sack so, 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 I'm Afrikaans. I'm, a, I'm So this English is my second language. So, yeah. so <laughs> good. <laughs> You're doing great. English, so he and uh, sarcasm. He can't. He, he just can't grasp it. He yeah. yeah. Emotions, yeah. certain emotions, <laughs> certain cues, social cues. Right. He can't. That was his biggest, the thing that kids in school mm-hmm. really, really, really were bullying him about mm-hmm. a lot, yeah. a lot. It's actually true. 
because I didn't understand why kids were acting weird around me. Be probably it was because I didn't really understand social cues properly and understand when people say things in a certain tone, it means something. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, all those little things. Yeah. yeah, I do not register them properly. It takes me a lot, a while yeah. to process. I'm kind of like an old computer when it comes to saying <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's a good but analogy. it sounds yeah. like you really have the ability to learn those things. And I, you're very impressive. I mean, honestly, you, you can verbalize what you struggle with, and then hopefully you can just learn, you know, yeah, this is what you, this kind yeah. of phase means, or like this we, is what this tone means, you know. We had to learn, <clears throat> as Trent grows, there were things about his educational abilities that didn't necessarily grow, but he matured. So, yeah, so yeah. there was, so he was able to, I, I don't even really know how to explain it, but it's just different. And so there's, yeah, see, yeah as you grow and you experience more of life, there's going to be, there's going to be more opportunity for learning changes. some of those new things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just changes. You don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think Clayton will ever, you know, would ever be able to be touched and, you know, right. you know, this closeness, but he will learn how to deal with it. I don't think he will ever grasp my sense of sarcasm <laughs> ever, but, Probably you know, no, oh, come on, I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> we can be sarcastic here so, and that'll be good. You'll get, you'll be able yeah, to get it know, out a little bit. I think he, they adapt and they are mature, but it will never be perfect, but it, right. it gets better. better and yeah. I think it's very important that parents accept that and, mm -hmm. and you know, not, not try to push for it to, to, to be rectified in mm -hmm. a way. Because right. you, you can't rectify it. You can't fix it. You know, accept it. Yeah. I, I will say I work with a lot of kids similar to you, Clayton, at HeartSpring, my other job that I have. That's, That's cool. cool. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, oh, and everything that you're saying is very normal, actually, for, for a kid like you with your diagnosis. It's very normal to have all of those things. And the problem is we can learn those things, right? But it's a lot to remember, especially oh. in the middle of a conversation with people. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I remember that that tone means something, but what does that mean? And then you're trying to think and remember what it means when they're continuing the conversation. It can be very confusing and difficult for sure. And I think yeah. the, I, I always encourage my kids to ask questions anytime because especially in a safe environment, you know, like with your mom, you guys seem very comfortable with each other, which is really great. And so you know, if she uses sarcasm or something like that, I just always encourage the kids to ask or, you know, if somebody else uses a tone or a figure of speech or something that the kiddo is not, not certain about, if yeah. the, if the person who says that notices that they are confused or something like that, just taking the time to explain it is really, really beneficial to those kids. So you're not the only yeah, one. I'm, I'm laughing now because they can, sometimes, and, and you, you can you can actually agree with this, you know, I will, I won't get upset, but I will go, you know, whatever, and he will come off to me and like, are you upset? Yeah. Are you upset? I'm like, no, Claire, and, and he's like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, most of the time I'm like, okay, and then I just walk away. And yeah. I'm like, like, listen, I need comfort. Yeah. <laughs> And now a quick word from our sponsor. 
And if you would like to sponsor the Used Up Pens podcast, please reach out to useduppens at gmail.com. And now back to the show. It's just mm-hmm. the two of you in your home, correct? He's older brothers with us. Okay. Um, I, I've, got, I've got two other boys. One is oh. still a KwaZulu-Natal, which we, we, we are from, and hopefully they're going to relocate at the end of the month because I need help with the business. And then his other brother, it's, uh, so the one is 32 and the other one is 30, is yeah. with us, but he's working basically full-time as a tour guide. Um, okay. Oh. But it's, yeah, other than that, it's just the two of us. It was always just the two of us, me and Clyde, and um, he grew up with just with me. Correct. Yes. Because his brothers you. are so much older. Mm-hmm. Brothers are yeah, so they, much yeah, older. Yeah, Clyde is, is the baby, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm curious about your schooling. Do you go to school? Are you homeschooled? What's that look like right now? Uh, can I explain it? Yes, you can. That's a very difficult question. <laughs> to be honest, the problem is no. And the reason why is because in South Africa, there's one big issue when it comes to autistic schools. We do not have any autistic schools in South mm. Africa. The government does not really care at all because you do not okay, no, You can't say that. But there is no autistic <laughs> schools. No schools yes, whatsoever. Yeah. And, and the ones that is available is private schools. And, and in fact, I spoke about the other day on an interview with the Minister of Education in South Africa, where I, you know, I was, because I'm very passionate about it and, and, and in a way very angry about it because there's so many schools that pops up everywhere, autistic schools, and they charge to three times normal school fees. We already in South Africa, school fees are almost, you can't afford it. Mm. So during COVID, when in South Africa, it was, I don't know how it worked with you guys, but they were Monday school and maybe Friday for two hours and then in two weeks, there's no school. And then and for Clyden, it was mm. so disruptive. Oh, because yeah. sure. he needs to be awake at seven o'clock, start working at eight o'clock, eat that time. You know, it mm-hmm. has to be so specific. Yep. And um, I said to him one day, I said, listen, because I lost my job as well. I'm an accountant. I worked for a massive company for many years. I said, let's take a, a, a leap here because I could see what it's doing to Clyden. And he just never went back. Mm. Two main reasons. The school he was in, he was bullied so much, not only by kids. And I was pretty miserable because I remember in one of the schools that I went to, I'm not going to say a name because I like yeah, taking don't. people yeah. down. But <laughs> at the school I was at... The principal was actually not a nice lady whatsoever and was pretty rude to me. And I remember in school, usually the kids who were struggling with certain subjects, they would get extra classes. So they had to, after one o'clock, they had extra classes, then they had to do homework. And only at like three o'clock, I could go and play with the kids because at aftercare, when your parents are busy working or still at their job, they'll mm. pick you up at like four or three. Mm. And I only had like 20 minutes to play with the kids because I was stuck in there yeah, doing homework. but that's not the right main reason. I mean... But can I explain <laughs> the aftercare please? Yeah, but because I was doing uh, the extra classes, I couldn't really play with the kids. And also the principal was taking advantage of my autism and my mom needed to pay like... Um, Three times more. <laughs> Three times more. As a single mom. Wow. But at the end of the day, you know, I just decided. Like 50 rand, um, 50 rand every single day she had to pay. So I just. $50, dis- I mean. $50. Yeah, every about single $50, day. Yeah. Because a thousand rand. In I'm glad I can talk a lot, guys. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's okay. So what I've decided is because Claudine will never be able to read and write, that's something we made peace with. It, and it's not that we have not tried. You know, so many people will reach out to me and say, have you tried this? Can oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know, refer you to that person? And I'm like, no. You know, <laughs> and it upsets me because I, as a parent, has tried. We have tried everything, but then I decide, mm-hmm. you know what? First of all, if my client is so miserable, it might even feel unworthy and stupid. I, I was actually, I remember I was busy. I thought about why I can't read for so many years, and I actually came up with why I can't read it. Because autism is not a disability. It's a neurological disability where certain parts of your brains aren't as functional as they're supposed to be. And because of that, certain parts of my brain is not as responsible or as functional. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that can lead to many people not being able to do certain types of tasks, mm-hmm. but they can still excel in different tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's for example, or really grasp the idea of reading in the first place. Yeah. Like, take this, for example, try to read in Chinese. Like, try and take a Chinese book and try and read. That's how I feel when it comes to reading yeah. and writing. Yeah. You, reading so, to sorry. you is like talking to Trent. Oh, yeah. You know, he doesn't, he can't have a conversation with someone. He can't reason. He, that language is just not there. For but you, he can it's read reading. and write like crazy. But he can't write a sentence because he doesn't have the language piece. Yeah. And, he, and he can write. He can yeah. write. Yeah. He can read he, and write, he, but he can't write he, um, language conversation to he, us. He writes animal I, names. <laughs> lots and lots of animal names. Yeah. Maybe we should say spelling <laughs> instead of writing. He's a really good speller. <laughs> what time is it there? Is it almost nine? 3 a.m. No, it's 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> so that's seven, my back, eh? Clayton I'm has, just Clayton's got jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's got his mom's sense of humor, luckily. <laughs> Not sarcasm, but got jokes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to teach him. I'm, I'm good. To be honest, I'm good. Just ah! <laughs> He's shaking his head no, people. Yeah. Well, whatever floats your boat, I guess. What? Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. Mom. <laughs> yeah. If it makes you happy, then that's okay. You know what? I'm happy since the day you were born. Oh, that's sweet to say. <laughs> Very sweet. Yeah. So Clayden is not going to school at this point in time and he turned fifteen in last year, November and I just decided, regardless of what society expects from me, and although I have had social services at my front door because someone can't keep their nose out of our business, Clayden is an artist and he's mm-hmm. a phenomenal artist and he's mm-hmm. gonna be an artist. So instead of trying to get this child to do my trick because society expects me to do it. I will give him all the tools and everything he would need to improve his art, to learn skills, to, you know, to become the best he can be in what he wants to do and what where his journey is going to take him one day. Mm-hmm. And that's to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got a phenomenal studio with the best equipment, with computers, the whole setup that costed an arm and a leg. And I will forever <laughs> never own my own house. But I'm really joking. No, I'm really joking. I know, but just yes, know. Okay, doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so I just decided, you know, I know society expects this from me. And I, you know, I get so 
I don't understand this box, box, box that you have to put mm-hmm. your children in because everyone expects you to do this. And I've never been that kind of mom because also, you know, that's something that not many people know. And so I'm not talking a lot about it because, you know, out of respect to my oldest son, but he's legally blind. And when he went to school, I was told send him to school for blind children. I said, no, why? I've got brains and I've got hands and I've got arms. He's going to go to a normal school and we're going to sacrifice. He's going to sit right in front of the, the, the board and, you know, I'll do that extra work with him. And he wrote me a trick. I don't know what you call it. That, that side, but it's grade 12 or whatever. I don't know what you call mm-hmm. it. And he went and he started with, with distinctions and he studied his computer science, the N plus and the what plus. And he's, this child is just phenomenal. And despite the fact that he's, according to the law, legally blind, mm-hmm. he um, actually won a world record. Yeah, the other day for shooting. It was back in 2018. For shooting? The other day. Wow. Yes, for long distance shooting. So I asked yeah. him, I said, John, how, because I need to understand, my brain is too small. And he says, Mom, all you need to know is the distance between your eye and the end of the barrel, and then your brain will calculate where you have to aim to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is how phenomenal, the moment you, that's how I feel, when you stop putting pressure on a child, the brain will take over. Or, and, the, you know, there's different situations, but they are also because he's, he can't really see that, why well, he's got 24% sight. His brain adapted. Mm-hmm. And he was born that way because he was born on 24 weeks. He was a 900 gram mm. baby in wow. South Africa. You know, it was just crazy that time. His brain adapted and his brain adapted so good that he, with, with his glasses, prescribed glasses, he's, I, I, I mean, he's a better driver than anyone in the family, according to me. He, <laughs> he's, he's phenomenal, this child, because mm-hmm. I did not allow society to box him in. Uh-huh. and to labeling. Thank you for listening to Used Up Pens. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and a review to be read on the podcast. Remember, our primary goal is to spread autism awareness, so please share this podcast with friends and family. If you're looking for new coloring books, clothing, or other cool items with Trent's art, please visit us at drawingsbytrent.com. You can also use the handle Drawings by Trent to follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, thanks for listening.